Good evening, Dumb Nation. Dumb Nation stands for the Don't Unfriend Me's, the Don't Unfriend Me Nation. It was coined by a listener. Don't take offense. Welcome to Breaking Truth, a 10 to 15 minute segment show that we do tonight. What are we talking about? We're talking about this guy. This guy, the uppity barista at Starbucks. First of all, baristas go through an amazing amount of training. I had a couple of friends who worked at Starbucks. Actually, they were the godparents of my children before they defended the entire family and ostracized us because we voted for Donald Trump. It kind of tells you the mentality that we're about to see from Mr. Evan is his name. Evan is struggling with work. He's young. He's never had a job before. It's his first one, and he's breaking down. Why? Because retail sucks. That's why. And I'm experienced. I've got almost, what, 30 years of experience in retail. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it tonight and my opinion on what this young man is going through. There'll be a little bit of humor, and we'll try not to pick on him too much. I will be right back. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Thanks for watching Breaking Truth, and please don't forget to subscribe, to subscribe, like, share, and follow. Yes, please do all of that wonderful stuff. I would greatly appreciate it. Who am I? What do I do? And all that other type of stuff. Well, you know, there's a long list. My name is, first of all, Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me and Breaking Truth. Don't get confused. Don't Unfriend Me is kind of the uh, the company, the umbrella company, and everything underneath it is protected. That doesn't make any sense. Don't Unfriend Me is the name of the stupid site, and then Breaking Truth is another show that we do because I couldn't get original with the original title. Don't Unfriend Me Show, at Don't Unfriend Me Show. You can stop by and follow me and go over to the website, www.dontunfriendme.com. Pick up some shirts, some hats, some t-shirts, stuff I'm not wearing right now because it's laundry day. Let's get to Evan. Evan Almighty, or Evan a little bit whiny, I would rather say. 48 years old. And I have been in retail for 30 years out of that 48, predominantly executive management and also some other things. I ran a store at one point. I ran restaurants. I was a bartender. I was a frontline cook. I was a supervisor. I became a district manager. From district manager, I moved to regional manager. Regional manager, I moved to vice president, which I currently did up until, oh, yesterday. And the one thing I've learned about retail is it is one of the hardest jobs on the planet. Now, it's not designed necessarily to make a living at the entry-level position, even at a supervisor. Even managers find it hard. The average managers make about $36,000 to $42,000 a year in most retail companies. And I understand what Evan's going through. I've been through it myself. I've worked at GameStop through Christmas when I literally have 120 hours to schedule a week, and I took 60 of them. Do the math. Open up from 9 to 11. How in the heck are we supposed to find those hours with just 60 hours? You're talking one and a half shifts. 
somebody would have to stay to open to close. And they did. And then overtime didn't get approved. You were allowed a little bit of overtime. And then once you went ahead and got close to that, you would get nasty phone calls from the DM. I remember. I remember at Circuit City. I remember at Best Buy and Ultimate Electronics in the big box environment, what it was like having nine people, an entire floor, roughly 25,000 square feet with tens of thousands of products. It's not easy, folks. That's retail. I also remember working at Bath and Body Works as a district manager. Don't judge. It paid very well. It was limited brands. It's a Fortune 15. And I remember looking at apple body spray and caramel salted macchiato lotion and people throwing a hissy fit because it was no longer there and running my people up and down the aisles trying to find that singular bottle that's in the POS system but is nowhere to be found. All of this is extremely drama filled and that is retail. And you get paid virtually nothing after taxes, that and $4.25 and you might have a good cup of coffee. But there's honor in the work. You learn some things. You learn patience. You learn customer service. You learn how to drive to excel. You learn team build and inspire. You learn managerial courage because more than likely your manager is a complete dick and useless and sits in the back room all day. I've done it myself. The thing is, is there is a ladder and it's been very good to me. And I climbed that corporate ladder. I've worked for some of the best companies in the world. Apple, Comcast, Limited Brands, I said before, Hollywood Video, when it actually printed money like like the U.S. Mint. And I worked my way up through all and I made mistakes. And there were days I wanted to go in the back room and punch something. I don't think I ever wanted to cry. But Evan is experiencing something that he should be prepared for. It's called disappointment. It's called not getting what you want. Mommy and daddy have obviously been under, has him under the wing, protected from things like this. Getting the best sports gear, being on the best teams, going to the best schools, getting a candy bar whenever he wants it. Why? Because this behavior isn't real. This is called crocodile tears. There's not one tear that drops from this young man's face. He's stressed, he's upset, and his first inclination is not to go ahead and talk to leadership, not to go ahead and call HR, not to walk off and find somewhere else to work. It's to unionize. Well, he got that from somewhere, and I promise you it's a learned behavior. Not only that, he decides to go and make a video of it and post it. So I feel that I receive an open invitation to make fun of Evan just a little bit, and we're going to start that now. People wonder why we need a union at Starbucks, and I am literally about to quit. Like, I- I'm literally about to quit. Well, then you're not literally anything. And second, you think you need a union. First of all, you are one of the highest paid people in retail and the food industry. You literally make coffee. That's all you do. That's water and beans, mind you, maybe with a little milk, a little caramel or chocolate or upside down mint chips or pumpkin spice latte crap. But either way, what you do isn't exactly rocket science. It's hard work. I'm not going to lie to you. But I would have four people running a 25,000 square foot store. You've got an 800 to 1200 square foot store and you've got four or five people working. There's nothing to You're extremely well-paid. Everything's right there in front of you. It's an efficient machine. Just follow the process. But Evan doesn't agree. He thinks he should form a union. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but like, I really want to. I almost walked out today. 
Almost. I'm crying in the back room right now, and I almost cut on the floor. It's just... I, like, I get, I'm like a full-time student. I get scheduled for 25 hours a week, and on a weekend, they schedule me the entire day, open to close. I'm on the schedule for eight and a half hours. First of all, open to close isn't eight and a half hours. Okay, listen to me, folks. Most Starbucks open at 6 a.m., and they're done till 10 o'clock at night in most places, unless they're in a mall. That's not eight and a half hours. You don't get scheduled all day. Second, you have a full workload. Okay, so you take what, 20 credit hours? I took 26 credit hours, and I bounced bar at the Bronco Bar in Laramie, Wyoming, one of the toughest bars there was. I also poured drinks, but bouncing bar was my job. I'm a big guy. I would literally get up at 6 a.m. I would be in a seat for class at 6.45. I wouldn't get out till 2 o'clock. I would do my homework. Four o'clock, I would ride my bike down to the Bronco Bar, and I would prep everything, prep all the limes and the glasses and all the shots and everything else and get everything set up and all the mixed drinks. And then I would go ahead and start bouncing bar around eight o'clock at night. Well, it didn't stop till two in the morning. And then I was back up four and a half hours later to do it again. Stop crying. I walked uphill both ways in the snow, ate dirt, and I liked it. Every generation has it tougher than the generation before. But Evan, you're whining. You're being an incessant baby. And you're not even crying. Both Saturday and Sunday, I'm like three and a half hours into my shift. There's so many customers. And we have four people on the floor all day. Do you know what that's called? That's called job security. If you have a ton of customers, that means your company is doing well. And let's face it, your coffee is not the best. Starbucks is not the best coffee in the world. It's burnt. It's tasteless. It's disgusting. And you have little posters that are posted in every place that there's carcinogens in your coffee that can cause cancer. That I take issue with. That's why I don't eat sweet and low and Splenda causes cancer in laboratory rats. Either way, you have a well-paying job. You're doing great. Customers are there. You're a little stressed out. Take a break. Go smoke a cigarette. There's a lot of things you can do. Go down to the uh, Seas Candy or the Orange Julius and get yourself a hot dog or, or a chocolate turtle dove and get back in there. This is what it is. This is what this is the big game. This is why you make $18 an hour, Evan. <laughs> Only five people were put on the schedule and somebody had to call out. And there are four people running all Evan, what the hell's going on right here? This is a beard. What you have, I have no idea. It literally looks like you, the troll dolls. You just took some glue and just kind of spatially put it all over your face. Is that allowed at Starbucks? I guess so. And there's so many customers and there's possibly scheduled five people. Phone's ringing. Get the phone, Evan. Stop crying and answer the damn phone. Do you think your three remaining employees who you're leaving abandoned on the front have time to answer the phone because you're not pulling your weight? Get up. We only have 13 people employed at this store. <laughs> oh, 13 people. The horror. I went through an entire Christmas with three people. That store did a million and a half dollars. It was me, the assistant manager, and one person who smelled like a foot. There's so many customers. I'm like, <laughs> this job would be so good if it wasn't for the customers. We don't have fair scheduling. Managers don't care about us. Our manager was supposed to come in this weekend, and he took himself off the schedule. So he Okay, now, now, Evan, I agree with that. that. happens all the time. Managers do not care about their employees. They may pretend they do, but all you got to do is start slacking. Spill like five caramel macchiatos that just come out of the blender and go ahead and see how your manager reacts and spill them all over the workstations or all over the front counter or better yet, over a customer and see how quickly their and be able to be held accountable for calling out. He just literally tore down the schedule that he was scheduled on and put up a new schedule where he was on the schedule. Also, he couldn't have even seen that he was scheduled. 
Evan, can you say schedule one more time? I don't think we have the picture clear. First place because he didn't want to be held accountable for not wanting to come in. <laughs> they don't want to help us. We need a union because this can't happen. This can't happen. Well, it can happen and it happens all over. And it's been happening since capitalism took over since uh, forever. This is what it's like. You're getting paid a shit wage. You can't go dig trenches anymore. You're not going to go dig, pick strawberries. You get to serve coffee. Essentially, it's the same thing, except it really smells good. And you get to wear weird clothing and not shave. Otherwise, it's just as bad as picking strawberries or washing dishes. But guess what? It builds character, Evan. One of these days, you're going to suck it up and realize that this is life. And then you could become a supervisor. And one day in the future, after 40 years, you can go ahead and save a ton of money and you can work as hard as you can. And guess what, Evan? You're going to buy your manager a new car. That's what you have to look forward to unless you become a manager yourself. And then you get to treat people like dirt. It's just the hierarchy of life, brother. It's retail. We need fair scheduling. We need managers to hold themselves accountable for helping their work. That's like politicians holding themselves accountable. I mean, seriously, why don't you just go ahead and ask for a unicorn and a blonde with big tits and a Corvette? Workers, they refuse to turn mobile orders off. We need the liberty to be able to do that because there's so many mobile orders. Wait, now you're concerned about liberty? Since when did liberals care about liberty? I right. need to get through all of them. And then people are yelling at me because I don't have their orders ready. And they don't know what to do. Well, then get their ready. Sorry. <laughs> and a customer was misgendering me tonight, like really badly. I didn't have their order ready. And so they were just like calling, talking like gender. And they're like, she's clearly incompetent. I have a full mustache and. No, you don't. Evan, Evan, listen, I've been very rude to you and I apologize. But son, you, you do not have. I'm sorry, ma'am. You have no chance of ever selling that you have a full mustache and beard. This is what a full mustache and beard looks like. You have what is known as jail pussy. Beard. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the f Well, because you kind of act like a girl. You kind of look like a girl. This whole, Don't you have any gel for your hair? Some hairspray? I mean, seriously. You look like the girl from Goonies. And she has more facial hair than you do. <laughs> I don't get accommodations for being neurodivergent. I don't... Nerd divergent? What the f nerd divergent? Whatever. Like I can't use, like I, people get mad at me for using my sick time. I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm like at my wits end with this job. I really am. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is hiring. Listen, Evan, poor Evan. I, I understand what the kid's going through. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just teasing. I, I really am. But unions are not the answer. I spent most of my life fighting unions for corporations is that we would see a pamphlet and it literally was like a used condom or a pair of underwear that was left behind. We had to call in hazmat to get it out of here. A union pamphlet. If you want to literally see management purple Twinkie, put a union pamphlet in your break room and watch what happens. Comcast spends millions of dollars a year to fight against it. So does Apple. Nobody wants a union. But the thing about it and unions that Evan doesn't understand is like socialism, he doesn't know what it means. 
And I can see several reasons why he would want one because he's heard it's great. They protect your pay. They give you better hours. It's all about equality. People will call you nerd divergent with a straight face and also tell you you have a beard and a mustache. But guess what, Evan? No. I'm a conservative. I'm not okay with an organization that takes my money out of my check without my consent and gives huge amounts of money to liberal candidates. And essentially, my money is supporting lawmakers that I disagree with on basically every issue. And that has happened every union I've worked for. In 2016 election cycle, unions donated $132 million to super PACs and then an additional $35 million on federal elections, overwhelmingly to Democrats. Two, in my experience and obviously in the experience of several other people, I have seen firsthand how a union has protected lazy, incompetent, or even drunk workers. Yeah, I'm not kidding. In my last union job, before we voted to decertify, there were three workers in particular that were at the very top of the union seniority list. All three absolutely freaking worthless. They did the absolute minimum they had to, to, to do to keep from getting fired. They were a drag to any crew or job they were a part of. Three, they depressed wages for good performing employees and kept us from getting the benefits that non-union employees enjoyed. When I started, we had nine days off of paid vacation, no bonuses. And every person in the shop was paid the exact same hourly rate, no matter how long they've been there. All the non-union guys had a minimum of 15 vacation days, yearly bonuses, and yearly raises based on the evaluations they received. And as soon as we voted the union out, we got them as well. The only guys upset about the decertification were the aforementioned worthless guys, the union officials, and some local lefty journalists and politicians who had no stake in the game but felt the need to write a nasty article on how stupid we were to vote in favor of better money and benefits rather than unity and equity. I think unions at one time played a valuable role in American industry. I also think that time has long since passed. Evan doesn't need a union. Evan needs a wake-up call. He needed a spanking. Evan needed someone to tell him no. And unfortunately, he's learning. Mommy and daddy are no longer there. Your school isn't paid for. You don't get to be anything you want. You have to work. You have to get up and you have to try. You have to do the same mundane crap over and over and over until you figure it out that this isn't the life for you. And maybe retail isn't and you don't want to wait 10 or 15 years until you get your first executive management position. Fine, then finish school and realize this is a road bump because you could have gotten better grades. You could have played a sport. You could have done anything except for be a facial model for just for men die number 36, which is what I use. Evan, you're going to be okay, buddy. Suck it up. Get up. Rub some dirt on it and get back to work. You should watch Jocko Willink's Good. It'll help you be a better person instead of the whining, sniveling, self-entitled drama queen you are. So get back in there, ma'am, and go to work. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Thank you, Evan. If you don't like me, I completely understand. But if you do happen to see this, go ahead and send me a note. I promise you I'll send you a shirt. Or I will send you some beard growth serum that a buddy of mine sells who's a veteran. I'm sure it couldn't hurt. But also what can't hurt is if you do me a favor and go to 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. It is way too many. Please reach out to a veteran. If you see the signs of post-traumatic stress, TBI, anxiety, and depression, or anyone who generally looks like Evan, Sorry, please reach out to me. Also, it is not just for veterans, it's for civilians alike. They'll never turn anyone away and they'll get you the help that you need. Folks, go Astros. May they have a great night tonight. I don't care if you hate them, whatever. I don't care. Avalanche or, eh, they'll get there. 
Have a wonderful evening. I will not be on live tonight, but I will be back tomorrow for live and another show. God bless. Thank you for watching. Go over to DonutFriendMe.com and pick up some swag. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for watching Breaking Truth, and please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and follow.